Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. New developments in the death of a young mom at the hands of her ex-husband point to an extremely violent death. We speak with Candace Kehoe's mom about what Candace was like. No, you know, we're not doing this. I want to make sure that my Children, my children need to be safe. Lead detective on the case also joins us to discuss what the new autopsy results reveal. Within hours, he's coaxed Candace to his house. Uh, he does terrible things to her, resulting in her death. Welcome to Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. We are alerting startling new details about the death of a young woman from Oklahoma. Candace Kehoe's body was found next to her ex-husband's in July. Candace was found dead inside of a truck that was sinking in a lake. Her ex, George Kehoe, who also went by Dakota, was also dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to police. When Candace's body was found, all police said was that she died from some sort of violent encounter. Now the medical examiner says Candace had multiple stab wounds and signs of asphyxiation. The couple had three young daughters, ages five, seven, and nine. Candace and Dakota had reportedly been dealing with custody issues for years. Joining me to discuss the tragic death of Candace Kehoe is her mother, Theresa Hill, and Detective John Singer of the Claremore Police Department. Theresa and Detective Singer, welcome to Sidebar. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Theresa, I'll start with you. First of all, how are you doing right now, given the facts that have come out about your daughter's death? How, how are you doing? How is your family doing? We're trying our best. You know, it's, as a mother, I just didn't lose my child. So I have to see my other children going through a hard time, especially her uh, baby sister. Our main focus is her children and making sure that they are emotional emotionally okay, you know, through therapy and support through all, through all of us. But it is, it's, it's rough. It's not just rough knowing that my grandchildren are without their mother, but how their mother died. It's very, very tragic. As a mother, knowing that your daughter suffered, nothing that you could do about it because you tried. Very, very heartbreaking. And I want to talk about the three little girls. Uh, you have three granddaughters. Where are they? Where are they? Candace's daughters, where are they? And how are they doing? Um, my son, her brother, has a, has guardianship of them, permanent guardianship. They, I get to see them all the time. My 10-year-old uh, actually goes to school with them. So we are, uh, we're involved a lot. They are doing the best that they can be. They have their, their days where they're missing mommy. They'll tell me, you know, I miss mommy. And tell them stories about mommy or we will talk about mommy. And of course, therapy is, uh, Therapy's helping them. We had to find uh, the correct therapist to be able to 
understand what they've been through and because there's a lot of uh, things that got disclosed through forensic interviews and things like that because of things that they have told their therapist or told my son and daughter-in-law. So, you know, it was, there's a lot more therapy that needs to be done than just their mother's death. There's a lot of trauma that has happened through their little lives and now we're trying to make sure that no matter what they are supported and get every bit of therapy that is needed for them and they have a lot of support their school's great they're everything and i assume that they may have witnessed abuse um you know that's typical sadly in cases such as this one they um they had more abuse trauma abuse done to them than what they seen between their parents they were not the greatest situation at all living with him and his family his biological his mother they had to stay with his mother while they were through this custody battle and he had left my grandchildren with his mother while he was out of state working and there's a lot of trauma stuff that went on in that situation more than just physical or mental abuse that they seen their father do to their mom because they were not they were not present a lot of time when he would be with my daughter or a lot of things like that but they did see or go through a lot of trauma while they were in her home. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it stems for things that happened a few years ago with um, things that were happening in the home that she, she had a lot of sexual and behavior children in her home that actually was um, steeping onto my grandchildren. So, like I said, you know, there's more more to this than just what he was doing. Let's face it, after a night of drinks, we don't all bounce back the next day like we used to. We have choices to make. Do I have a great night tonight or a great day tomorrow? Zbiotics can help make that decision a whole lot easier. Of course, nobody wants to be stuck in the house the next day missing a workout or work because of a night out on the town. Zbiotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic, and it's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It's in this little bottle here. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. And here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in your gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. And just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, and get a good night's sleep to feel your very best tomorrow. Go to zbiotics.com slash sidebar to get 15% off your first order when you use sidebar at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Again, remember to head to zbiotics.com slash sidebar. Use that code sidebar at checkout for 15% off. Detective Singer, 
Uh, talk to me a little bit about your role in investigating this case. Um, the facts are really awful. Uh, the fact that Candace uh, was in a vehicle, um, she had been stabbed, and then the vehicle sinks. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about your role in this case and what you've found. Well, this wasn't the typical domestic violence homicide where there's lots of abuse that leads up to this terrible thing at the end. This is this one's somewhat different in that regard. Uh, these George and, and Candace weren't necessarily very involved with the Glenmore police like like domestic abuse situations are. Uh, and that's because I don't think this relationship developed in the normal way that a domestic violence relationship does that results in death. Uh, this one, um, this one really only occurred because of uh, one of the daughters disclosing sexual abuse at the hands of her father, uh, and that was the spark or the impetus that uh, that that caused this terrible chain of events to begin. Um, George came to know that his daughter had disclosed what he had done to her. Uh, he he drove in from out of state overnight, and within within hours he's coaxed Candace to his house. Uh, he does terrible things to her, resulting in her death. Um, then, he, then he tells some of his family and friends what he's done uh, and that he's about to commit suicide. So by the time the police came to know that this was underway, um, George was moments away from death himself. So from my perspective as a, as a detective, it's merely just gathering evidence of what has already occurred. Um, the, the, not a lot of mysteries in this. The, uh, the how this how this uh, how this occurred will always how this terrible situation how this this family dealt with so much that's a mystery. It's not necessarily for me to, to solve. But what George did to Candace uh, is terribly unfortunate, but also not real complicated. Um, it's it's tragic. It's terrible. Um, but I, I I just think about you know these three little girls that that over the short run and over the long run, over the rest of their life, they're going to know at some point more and more facts will, will become known to them that in the end, daddy killed mommy and they, they lived most, if not all of their life in a, in a pretty unfortunate circumstance, pretty un, unhealthy environment. And that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I can't imagine what the future holds for them. I, I pray for them and I want the best for them, but what a, what a tough hand for little girls to be dealt. Detective Singer, I want to talk a little bit more about how you said this is not your typical kind of domestic violence homicide um, case. And I, 
you know, I know a lot of them are different, but typically you would see, I mean, obviously you're saying there was abuse going on, but it was George abusing one of the girls and the little girl disclosing this to her mother and that that lit the spark uh, that led to this. How unusual is that in, in your experience? Because I, I could see that happening. Obviously it happened in this case, and, but at the same time, it's typically, I feel like, I feel like there's usually some history there between the two spouses. Well, and, and there's, there's, I, I don't see any evidence of a healthy relationship between George and Candace in the, in the, but keep in mind that the, the really bitter, nasty custody and divorce case has been ongoing for, I think, eight years and mm -hmm. for, for pretty much the life of all three daughters mom and dad have been in a pretty ugly custody battle. So they, th these little girls didn't necessarily remember ever living in a home where mama and daddy were living there together, healthy or otherwise. Uh, mm -hmm. That's, that's not how this family has tracked over the last bunch of years. So th the girls have been in, in various other homes, people, some people doing their best, some people not, but these little girls haven't lived in a home where mommy and daddy are living together. Um, obviously, George killed Candace. There was nothing healthy about their relationship, but I don't think that there was any real evidence of the traditional domestic violence relationship um, where I, as a policeman, can can look backwards at, at, at events that, that kind of foretold what was to come. Uh, this one's different. The, George and Candace have been in an ugly court battle for a bunch of years, resulting in death. Um, where the, the more typical domestic violence is there are lots of allegations by the by the victim over time of smaller acts of domestic violence he beat me up he hit me he took my car away he controls me uh, th this one's a little different in that regard mm -hmm. Theresa talk to me a little bit about what was going on as far as this custody battle goes um, your daughter Candace I'm assuming wanted to retain custody of her, her little girls. I mean, she is their mother. Uh, so what was going on as far as the custody battle goes and had George ever made threats to Candace? Um, as far as the custody battle goes, they had accused Candace of like throwing a shoe at the oldest stock granddaughter and over a year ago and Candace had to live with my youngest daughter for a while just because you know she's a single mom she you know her apartment complex was just keep raising rent and things like that so my youngest daughter let her and the girls move in with her well in this time that is when they knew his family knew that the protective order that she had on his mother and her children were coming off. Because um, this was the end of 22, knew it was coming off at the beginning of 23. So she, his mother like paid for an attorney and he was like, I have a home, you know, you're living with your, your sister. So let's accuse you of this and then put a protective order on you so I can start filing for full custody. Um, so that's how this court thing started coming about because Candace was like, 
no, you know, we've always had 50, 50. I don't want to give you full custody. We're not going to do this. You're not keeping the kids, her kids, his mother's kids away from our daughters. And there was a lot of things that was going on with these children perping on my grandchildren. So it become a point to where Candace was like, no, you know, we're not doing this. I want to make sure that my children, my children need to be safe. We, Candace and I could never understand why he never understood that his children need to be safe. We didn't know at the time. Um, me and my family, my children know now, um, coming out with one of them saying that, you know, he was hurting them, sexually abusing them. Well, no wonder why he didn't care. He didn't care about these kids perping on my grandchildren because he was the perpetrator himself. He was sexually abusing one of the girls. So Candace never understood. All I wanted was my girls to not be sexually abused no matter what um theresa was, was there any sign of george were you ever concerned that he would be violent with candace because uh, you know the detective singer is saying this this wasn't like your typical domestic violence type of homicide where you <laughs> um have somebody who's been abused physically or or verbally or what have you for years and things you know happen were, was, were there any signs did you see any of this possibly coming and because you said that you know you work in the social work field um i never seen the fact of i thought that he was going to be violent towards her i knew that he had a very evil hold on her because for a long time i tried to get her to meet him at safe places not trust him just because he was the children's dad she would always say but mom i understand that but if i keep saying that we need to do this or we need to do that it's going to be harder on me because his mother's going to have she has money and she's going to come back and there's going to be this long stuff again uh, she said mom it's like i'm fighting something and all i want is the girls to be safe she never told me that she thought for her own safety, that she was in danger. She would say things like, he always tells the girls to tell me that I'm a terrible mom or I just need to kill myself. And I'm like, Candace, you cannot have their father talk to them about their mother that way. There is something going on mentally with him, no matter if it was just her, that he, I knew that he didn't, he didn't care about her well-being or anything. It's been like that for a long time, ever since he started the divorce process. Because he started the divorce process when the middle child wasn't even born yet. 
Um, and then she was born, they were legally divorced, and then they had the youngest together, even though they were legally divorced. And it was like, sister, you have to come to an understanding that it doesn't matter if you've been with him since you were 14, you guys had a teenage pregnancy, then you kept trying to make sure that he, he was trying to be a dad. You can't make anybody do that. And she would say, well, I don't, I don't think he would ever hurt me physically per se, mom. This was happening at first. And then the protective order came. So as far as seeing the signs that he was going to be this abusive to her physically, no. Mentally, no. yes, I knew he was. I tried. No. I tried and tried and tried. Report I think him. That's I think that's important to point out because a lot of times and sometimes, and, and obviously you never would have imagined in your wildest dreams that he would harm her physically. But a lot of times this verbal stuff, Detective Singer, verbal abuse like that, I mean, telling the children, your mom's a terrible mom, she needs to kill herself, things like that. I mean, that's horrifying to me that you would say that to a child. So. Uh, I know this is kind of like a, it's not a physically abusive thing, but that's certainly verbally and mentally abusive. No, absolutely. And, you know, domestic courts, judges that hear divorce and custody disputes like this um, are, are filled with, with stories with bad parents doing bad things that harm their kids. Uh, emotionally and, and mentally and, and sometimes physically. And this is, this is an example of that. The, the fact that these, these poor little girls have been exposed to this, this lifelong dispute for them was never in their best interest, even before their mother was murdered. Um, it, it just couldn't have had a worse ending. Um, if, if there was an off ramp, if there was an escape for these, these little girls to get out of a, of a bad situation, I couldn't, invent a, a worse one. Um, but that, that kind of, uh, that's not parenting. That's, that's fighting and using little kids, uh, as weapons. And I'm afraid that those domestic courts deal with that about every day. Yeah. But I think it's something that our viewers can look up, uh, look at and take heed of because it's just not normal to speak to children that way. Um, and it is abusive. Theresa, you said the little girls, your, your sweet little grandchildren, these three little girls, thank goodness are getting some help. Uh, your son, you said has permanent custody. What do you want people who are watching this? What do you want them to take away from this? Even if you are bound and determined for your children to have that other parent, if that other parent is very toxic and abusive and not behaving um, like a parent should be and thinking about your children, it doesn't matter. Fight for your children. Do the best that you possibly can to keep them away from that other parent, no matter what it takes, because if not, this situation is what can be the ending, the ending title of this, the ending, um, the ending of the story. My daughter actually, actually got murdered for fighting for her children. She knew 
at the what the end result was coming to and being swayed and and told that you need to talk to me about the girls and we need to come to an agreement and then finding out that your children are being abused by their father and taking up for them and you get murdered for it in a very very gruesome death and we know it was we have the report um know the signs even the little itty bitty things if your child comes to you and say well mommy or daddy tell me that you're just not a good parent start reading into that start figuring out what's going on get your child in therapy just get them the help that they possibly can because in all reality my children my grandchildren are the ones who's suffering right now yes, they're the ones who have to go the rest of their life knowing what their dad did to them and then knowing what their dad did to their mom the one who was really trying to protect them and make sure that they were safe that's all she wanted that's it and she ended up getting this end of the deal from it well, Theresa Hill, thank you so much for coming on to talk with us. Uh, thank you, um, Detective Singer. And Theresa, we're so sorry for your loss. And we wish your grandchildren the best and, and hope that therapy will help them. And again, we are so sorry for the loss of your daughter. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. Just remember to hit that subscribe button. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.